dream, we really live this shit Don't intervene, yo, we with this shit That's where the most high, we the most lit we finally get the reveal of what it is, of who the killers are. And you find out the dad is, uh, it's all about revenge. So it's like the exact same, um, exact same revenge plot, you know, as number two with, uh, with Billy's mom um, coming back and just wanting revenge for Billy Loomis. And yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's crazy because Quinn and Ethan, if that's his real name, we don't even know if that's his real name. But uh, you you just see the psychopaths come out in them in the in this scene once they're actually revealed. Oh yeah, they did do they do one eighty. Yeah. What up, babe? Yeah, yeah, when, when the cop starts laughing, they're like, "Whoa, there we go." Goes, Man, I, I didn't see it coming. It's like, damn. Yeah. He just starts and laughing. <laughs> it is all fucked good. up. All fucked up. Hey, Mr. Bakes a lot. The thing that's crazy about Samantha, like the balls Zach on that. 710. Hey, what up, Zach? The balls on Samantha, you know, the dad's got the gun, you know, to her face pretty much. Um, the brother and sister, they're both got knives and they're right behind her. And uh, she still had the balls to be like, oh, yeah, Richie, he was a limp dick little bastard who uh, had to have his girlfriend do all the heavy lifting. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, she wasn't fucking around. She's crazy. She was. She wasn't scared. She had a mouth on her a mouth, <laughs> a mouth. And for, they had like the bricks and stuff in their hand. And Tara, like as soon as that happened, and like you just you know it's about to go down. Tara fucking swings the brick at Quinn's face, and she like spits out like one of her teeth as she like falls to the mm. ground. It's clocked with the brick. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, and then, I mean, it just it gets crazier and crazier, you know, from there. I mean, they get out of the little section. Kirby comes back, and now she's shooting. You know, she got shot you by – Save uh, the day. Yeah, at least, I mean, at least right at that exact moment. And, uh, I yeah. mean, she shoots. She shoots, gets everybody distracted, and then but then she gets hit, you know, with the knife. And, um, yeah, so Kirby's always getting stabbed. And she got – stabbed with the knife that she got stabbed with in scream four. Like, you know, they have all the knives from all the killers. So he grabbed that knife specifically oh. to stab Kirby with that. that. So just, yeah, a lot of layers, you know, in this one, a lot of layers. What did you think of the part when uh, they're getting, getting real close to like the climax here, you know, and um, they get to the, uh, they, um, Sam and Tara, they climb up and, uh, something happens to where Tara like slips and she's like, you gotta let me go. You gotta let me go. Oh yeah. Samantha's holding her by with one arm. Yeah. And she doesn't she want to... lets her go and she falls. What the hell? What the hell, what the hell what Pretty much falls on Ethan's knife. With the... Well, the, both of them fall, right? No. So she, um. You mixed up with a different scene. Yeah, Samantha's like she's holding Tara, and like Tara's right. like slipping because her hands are all like bloody and stuff. She's slipping, and uh, um, Ethan is like below, just like waiting, like trying to trying to slice her, you know, trying to get her feet or whatever. And uh, she's like, "You gotta let me go. You gotta let me go." And then uh, Sam gives her the knife and then lets her go, and she falls, you know, down one story. On Ethan, right? Pretty much on his knife, uh, falls down, hits two feet, and then his knife. Is like right into her stomach, but uh, 
you know, she uh, she she still keeps going. Adrenaline is pumping, and well, apparently these 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 you know these knife stabs don't hurt that much. No, no, I mean uh, everybody yeah. kind of recovers fairly quickly from like the Wolverine or something. Yeah, she gets it right in the stomach, and then but she still has enough strength to uh, to pull out the knife and stab him right in the mouth. Oh, I saw it to the back of the neck, right through. Yeah, that well, no, right through the uh, right through the mouth. So he was, ah. yeah, it's, yeah, through the mouth to the back of the neck. Yeah, that was a gruesome that's one. Not, that's that was bad. And then she twisted it right at the end, also. Yeah, Ooh. <laughs> Tara wasn't uh, she wasn't fucking around. And then she pulls out the knife, and then the blood splatters all over her face. And I think that's what it is, also, you know, in this is like. Sam and Tara, it's like they're they're getting this like they're, they're getting this uh, pretty much a hard on to like kill people. <laughs> they're defending themselves, but um, they like it a little bit too much. True. <laughs> and the, yeah, Derek said that was a nasty one. That one, uh, yeah, that one was uh, pretty gruesome. And then uh, and then right at the top, after Sam lets her go, she finds the gun. That's right there, and then shoots Quinn right in the forehead, and then the dad sees that, and then now he's freaking out because now all of his kids are dead, and her and Sam, uh, him and Sam, run at each other, and then they both fall over the uh, off the uh, the balcony, and um, yeah, then then we <laughs> then we uh, get Sam to reveal her true colors, and she calls the cop. What'd you think about that part after that, after the cop passes out and uh, Samantha puts on the costume and everything? Samantha put, uh... no, Kirby, okay, Kirby breaks in. Mm -hmm. I I don't remember. I don't know. Okay. So right at the end, this kind of, this happened in Scream 1 as well. Where Nev Campbell breaks away, Sydney breaks away, and then she calls the house. She calls Billy and Stu. He's like, are you alone in the house? And then she has the costume on, like, there as well. And uh, it's all it, it's only been number one, and then this uh-huh. one, where, that, where that's happened. Where whoever the victim is ends up putting on the costume at the very end to, like, you know, make the kill or whatever. And this was the other one. She gets the costume on. She gets Billy's mask on and everything. And then she calls him and then stabs the shit out of him however many times. I I, I never noticed the significance of that. Yeah, it was uh, uh, because they wanted her to have the mask on the entire time, right? Like they wanted her to uh, to be in the mask. It was her who did the murders and all that, but that's kind of like her true. Well, cut. that's why they, yeah, oh yeah, because they're setting it up to frame her, right? Yeah. yeah. So I get that part where you lost me on like, the, but where does she? Okay, what, they want her to do, it, but she never did it because they never got it done. Well, <coughs> right after Samantha shoots Quinn, it's the uh, the cop, her and the cop and Samantha rush each other. They, right, I remember that part. They fall over the balcony, and uh, the cop falls on like a big ass, like one of the uh, one of the glass shrines or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I remember them falling at the same time together. True. 
and he passes out. Yeah. And then when he comes to, so in the time when he's passed out, Samantha goes and puts on the costume, goes and gets the knife. And then when he comes to, she calls him with the ghost face. Uh, she calls him with the ghost face voice and all that. And then she reveals herself like they're like all right behind the curtain or whatever, right behind the big uh, the big projector screen. And then she starts stabbing him like pretty much everywhere around like his bulletproof vest. Oh, you know, for some reason I, I saw, but I just don't I remember <laughs> the specifics of that. I'll be honest with you. I just don't. I can't even fake it. No worries. Because right, I remember yeah. them falling. And then I remember uh, here's what I remember them falling. And then I remember the boyfriend coming in. Yeah, boyfriend coming in with the cops and everything. Yeah, and then it's kind of over, and then the, then at the end that everyone's okay. Then the Mindy's running up, right? See, and then yeah. uh, later on they find Chad alive, which I was surprised because we had a we had another false finish like in there as well. So after after she yeah. stabs up the cop, the uh, the brother Ethan he comes back. Oh, like even though he just got stabbed like in the mouth. You know, and all that. He comes back, ah, oh, and he's running at him. And then uh, Kirby pushes the TV onto him, and it, like, knocks him out. And, yeah, I remember uh, that. Yeah. and yeah, that, yeah, when, uh, they have, when they have, like, a lot of those twists sometimes, they just, like, I'd have to watch it twice to really catch yeah. everything, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's just, like, so just that, end it, you know? Like, the one, like, even uh, Scream 1, they, they ended it. There wasn't too many twists. But after, like, you know, the, I, when I think someone's dead and they're alive again, there's a, and then to, to actually, now that you're asking me to recover all those twists, because I've only yeah. seen it once, I can't remember every every little twist, to be honest with you. I didn't yeah. know that until you're asking me that, because I, I, I could sit here and say, oh, yeah, I remember that, but I'm not going to fake it because I don't remember, I don't remember every scene because there's so much that goes on and happens so fast. Because when yeah. you said, um, when she said, uh, when you said that uh, Samantha, I remember, was holding on. Um, Tara, he said, um, "Oh, just let me go." Yeah, I'm picture. Okay, she fell, but she fell with two people. But now I remember, no, uh, the Samantha fell with the cop at the same time. Right. Right. Yeah. But but there were similar scenes. Everything happened so fast in the last ten minutes. What was the same? I, I got them mixed up. So when you're asking me, I'm like, ah, I don't, I, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. So I can't remember what's what. And same scene, but it was like back to back. You know. Uh, yeah. So in the scene, yeah. Yeah, so it's tough to remember, but but if you take um, but if you take what happened there and then Kirby, like I guess I'm realizing that for me to watch something once and things happen that quick, I got the got them in sections, right? Yeah. But to break down the section, it's like there's too much going on. I can't remember each little section of the section. So I, I, yeah, go ahead. If I really like a movie, it's like I almost got to watch it like twice, like back to back. This one was one of those ones. Yeah. We, we watched it. I really liked it, and like shit, we got to go back to the beginning. Let's just go. Oh, so you've seen it twice? Okay. Yeah, well, I've probably seen it four times. Oh, since uh, since now, but I mean, I really like this one. Like this one might be my favorite, besides uh, the original one. And you I know think what? Like I like this one and five, like really, like neck and neck. Yeah. But uh, why would you like this one? Like I think we, I think I like both as much as you do but i like five this is a little more but i still like six though i think six was a little bit more unpredictable than number five like i i think that oh, okay i think number five i mean a lot of it was very very predictable um i mean they did throw us for some twists and some turns you know like towards the end 
But um, I mean, just out of the gate, like the opening of this one, it might be my favorite opening ever. Like, I mean, yeah, the opening is good. I like the opening too. It was crazy, you know, and like no other screen movie has done that to where you get a twist like that quick, you know, right off the bat. And I just feel like they had us guessing. Like, even though I was right, you know, about um, the cop, still the entire time, though, I mean, they're, they're making it seem like it's other people, you know, and stuff. And, um, yeah, like Quinn, not knowing that she was the other killer, you know, right at the end. And, like, they're telling you who the killer is the entire time, that Ethan. But, like, he's so nerdy and, so like, seems so weak that it's like, even though they right. say that he's the killer from the get-go... They're saying it so much that it's like, yeah, he's not. Like, they wouldn't just keep saying he's the killer and then him actually <laughs> be the killer, you know? That's so, I mean, true, that, true. That, that, those are just some of the things that, like, got me with, like, the story and the uh, the false finishes, as I call them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really, really like this one. I wasn't expecting it to be as good. Maybe that's another thing, too. It's like I didn't have high expectations for these ones. And, um yeah, I just feel like it, it exceeded my expectations so much that that's probably why I like it so much. Yeah, and I can understand why it would exceed your expectations because usually we expect a number six, let alone a, you know, a three or four, not be you know not to be that good. Right. Right. So, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. I, maybe I should start watching the movies twice. But then again, I watched the trilogy. I watched three. Yeah, like I, said, I had trouble like. <laughs> There's so much information going on from last night to this morning, till today, this morning, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, especially all my apologies on, on the intricacies, but yeah, no problem. But I <laughs> could remember that. I don't remember that specific part. If I watch, if I watch it again, I would remember it because my brain has seen it. Yeah. But it was so hard to remember all those. Uh, well, it's almost like you watch a movie different the second time after you've seen it the first time. I think that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, for sure, like if I really like a movie. I could watch it, you know, back to back or you know, a couple times within a week or whatever. And that's uh, really just noticing more things within the uh, within the story and in the movie and things you might not be focusing on. I mean, now, especially, I mean, everything's in widescreen, so it's like there's so much going on on the screen sometimes that yeah, uh, true. you're focusing on one part, but you don't see, you know, what's happening in the peripherals. Yeah, that's true. And they say you're peripheral. You have a wider range. Well, you have a wider range of motion this way. Visual mm -hmm. capacity and up and down. This is funny. Zach said, as a kid, I could watch a movie once and remember the line. Now I can't remember shit about the movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. what For whatever reason, I mean, my memory in movies and TV shows and stuff, it's one of the things I've always uh, really been into. So, yeah. but I, But I guess I got to watch stuff a couple times, too. The train scene gave it away for Marty. So, man, yeah, see, even I, did look pretty suspicious to me. I haven't thought, okay, maybe it is him. Maybe well, that's what, I mean, that's what's kind of crazy, though, is like he he for sure wasn't the one who stabbed her, like on the train, though. You know, like I mean, he was there, but it, it had to have been uh, Quinn who was uh, who stabbed um, who stabbed Mindy at that time because he was there with no costume, no nothing, and then as soon as you know, Ghostface ran away. He noticed her and, you know, help, help, help. It was making it seem like he was really trying to help her. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. But uh, uh, up until that, before that, you would think that, okay, maybe 
is that creepy Ethan? Yeah. And he wasn't there, you know, like, I mean, yeah, he had an alibi. Oh, there's hundreds of kids there. Okay. Well, get one of them to like, tell me that you were there. Cause none of them, none of them were there to like say, you know, to be his alibi or whatever. But um, yeah, he just kept not being around when all this drama was happening. And like, he's still yeah. an outsider, you know, to them. Yeah. He's not the final four. Yeah. The oh, core four, baby. Core, the core four. four. <laughs> core oh, that's what he said. Okay, so um, Chad at the end, right? So Chad, how you doing? I I watched that back like three times. What did he mean by he goes four one? He's one of four or something. Yeah, core four. <laughs> oh yeah, then she kissed him. You know, she had the he had the ventilator. Yep. But what? So he meant he's one of four. Is that what? It was? I'm still asking you. Is that what it meant? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, it was something like a core. I don't remember exactly what he said there, but yeah, it was uh, rep in the core four. Yeah, no, he, he just used his fingers. He went like yeah. this and then this or something. Or Yeah. And, and maybe it was said, like, said something. Yeah, and maybe it was just like, we're the core four or something like that. But uh, and she kissed him. Oh, and that's what I was talking about or, or, uh, earlier, like an hour ago. I mentioned that he dropped the ball. He wasn't a closer. Chad, you know, Chadley. Right. Right, and then even even in the end with the girl, even because he wasn't close with fighting, yeah, he was capable. But he did start; he did win. Yeah. So he went with Tara. She even like kissed him. Yeah, right. I think he they kind of kissed on the bed there where um, uh, not Cindy, uh, the one walked the Quinn when Quinn yeah. walked in on them. Yeah. Like, oh, did I cock block you? <laughs> she said, "What'd you say? Cock block?" She just said it again. Yeah, did I yeah. cock block you? Yeah, that's what yeah, stop saying cop. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it was, it's hilarious. There's some scenes that are just really vivid, and then there's one like the one that you brought up is like I don't remember that, but I remember everything else. But then I'm sure there's other scenes that I can't yeah recall after seeing it once either. But it's funny. And I think especially yeah. like the relationship between uh, Chad and Tara, because in the in the first one. Or, well, not the first one, but the one before that, number five. Five one, yeah. Yeah, so, like, Chad has a girlfriend, right? Like, it's not Tara, and then... Like, it's Tara, the other one, yeah. Tara's in the hospital, like, all laid up and stuff. So, I mean, not really the best time to be putting a move, you know, on a chick when she's all laid up in the hospital. Right. She got stabbed a shitload of times. But maybe that's what it is, you know, they both, like... And now they both know each other, you know, they've been through the experience together. But it's like they're still just in that super friend zone you know, is, uh, is where they are. I mean, they're the core fucking four, you know, so who knows, you know, not wanting to, not wanting to shoot his shot. And, uh, but finally, finally did. And Tara shot it for him. Yeah. Barely lived to tell about it too, but yeah, he was in there. <laughs> I, but you know, I, I, I liked his character is, is the way it was. He played it well. Yeah. The gooding. Yeah. So Cuba, Gooding's son. Cuba Gooding's son, super interesting. We get some lineage, you know, coming in these movies. And he was alive. He'll be there for the next one. They're definitely doing another one. Yeah. And they, um, I'll see if, so I'll see if I can get an audition for it. There you go. You'll see me in it, Alex. There you go. There you Maybe go. got to get into Scream 7. <laughs> yeah, Scream 7, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, But, oh, yeah, overall, the cast was good. Everyone... The acting's good. The writing was pretty good, too. Was there anybody who you think stood out more than others with their performance? Well, definitely in Scream 1, I mentioned uh, Lil, uh, Lilith. Uh, Lil, uh, 
Uh, Lillard. Yeah, Matthew Lillard. Yeah, Matthew Lillard. He stood out. Uh, From this bunch, I would say who stood out. Um, You know, actually, together, Sam and Tara is pretty good. They have a good dynamic, I think, back and forth. They're very, they're very likable. Like I said, Tara's angry, but overall, you tend to like them. And seeing what do you? Because we talked about that in the beginning, Tara being angry, and you know, you bringing up how you almost lose your audience, or at least lose the likability, or whatever. So, what do you think about her from the beginning to the end? Yeah, like from the beginning. But here's the thing: from the beginning, she was angry, and you get it. Okay, she's angry. But then what happens is that when you see. Um, who you're directing the anger at when you see some type of sympathy when the uh, Samantha's character or Samantha, the character of Samantha, she was coming. Um, you, you can see the remorse that she, that, that, that you, you all right. Somewhere there. Yep. <laughs> you see, um, you, you, you can see that it was coming from a true, a true place that she did feel sorry that she didn't leave for the five years. She she wasn't arrogant about it, and she wasn't just apologizing to apologize. So what happens? So if the person, so Tara can still can still uh, then it's her. Then she got the racket. It's her sir, right? Yeah. Then um, as a character, she let's say it's written that there's still anger, right? But it's up to the actor to to look at that. Okay, maybe become angry. Uh, I may be angry, but to really get you still working as an actor to create a character even though it's written in a certain way and it's going a certain direction you still play underneath the emotion underneath and your intent to win to have um not only believability but to also have um uh sympathy from your audience right that's a whole bar so to be likable that's a whole part of it and that's why if you don't like the villain no no it's one thing because you're not supposed to like a villain but if you actually like the villain that's even better yeah that's, and that makes a good actor like, to be liked. Yeah. And you think it's just written like that, but a lot of times it's it's the choice of the actor. Of course, you get editing, and the actor does a different takes and stuff. But if the actor doesn't have the ability to layer it like that, then um, then you're just not as good of an actor. And um, I thought that she was going in that direction, but then I saw her come around, and then she seemed to be uh, more sympathetic. Of course, like I said, it's written like that, but there's still a way that an actor can do it to be more likable. Yeah. When she's saying the lines and stuff. So um, I think, in, and then in the end and stuff, and then did, didn't get, there's a lot of twists and stuff, but it still didn't get too cheesy and it didn't really lag on. Um, so I think that, um, and she had a couple lines that were kind of, you know, pompous. Like I said, she's five feet. She's so small. Yeah. And maybe she's compensating. So she was still believable. So overall, I, I liked it. Uh, I liked her that she was angry. Then you, you tended to sympathize with her. After and then you got her sister, um, Samantha. Um, she was she was all around pretty good too. She was kind of a little arrogant as well, but then but wasn't didn't get carried away with it. Yeah, because she had a lot of vulnerable moments at the same time. So the the dynamic between those two is a big a big tennis match that actually worked. Yeah, and then um, so I think they stand out as a as a whole. And then uh, the boyfriend really didn't do much. He was good, though, but I've never seen him before either. Have you seen that actor before? No. He played her boyfriend, that uh, new guy? No. 
And yeah. uh, what's his name? Josh. Josh Sagara is his name in real life. I don't know. Haven't uh, haven't heard of him or seen anything that he's really in. What? That, oh, yeah, that's his name. Uh, in real life, name. yeah. Um, you know what actor I kind of like, but we saw him just briefly was the first killer. I yeah. like his look and the way he moved. I think that was a good, a nice casting on that. Um, yeah, his last name is Italian last name, so, so, Santorino or something. What's his name? Yeah, what was he in? He was in like a Spider-Man or like something, right? I've never seen him before, but I like that. He kind of stood out, but he was on there so briefly that I wanted to see more, and then they killed him off. Now, let's see. He was Jason. His character was Jason. I remember that. Yeah, what the hell's his name in real life? Oh, there we go. Um uh, there he is, uh, Tony Re Revolori. Okay, there we go. And um, yeah, he was good. And even that actress, uh, you know, she got killed in the beginning too. But I thought that I thought he was he was pretty good. Yeah, and I mean the the part that I, I mean that I said that just it kind of takes all the movies to a different level. Like now, if you go back and watch the other movies, like watching number six, you'll like you'll think of like all these guys, like um, like Billy, like when you first see him is like right after Drew Barrymore like gets killed, and uh, like that's what's wild is like you know you don't really think of it because you don't know the first time you're watching it that he's the killer, you know, mm. but. They're killing someone and then they're just going back in like normal society, you know, he kills someone and then goes over to Sydney's house to try to get some pussy, you know, and like yeah. you know, with this guy, Jason, I mean, he killed, they're in New York, kills someone, casually, about it. casually changes his clothes in the alley, yeah. you know, no rush, <laughs> just like doing it all slow and then just starts walking and like, you know, hey, Julie. <laughs> Remember she goes, Hey Julie, hey, go, yeah. go to the party he's tonight. To Tara. He's talking to Tara and uh, oh, it was Tara. Okay. It's Tara. Yeah. Yeah. Really. I think the next time that Tara and Sam were at the same party, like they were going to try to kill them. Yeah. Like when you, bizarre. when you hear him, when he says, Hey Tara, what's up? And he's like, you going to the, you going to the whatever. And she's like, yeah. He's like, your sister going too." Or he said Sam going to or something, and because uh, that's what they were doing. That's the last part of them finishing the movie is the Carpenter sisters getting killed. Yeah, that was that was that was strange. The uh, um, not dynamic. What's the word? Dichotomy. Mm -hmm. Like polar. Like you see him just killing, ravaging, then just like. Oh. Yeah. And he, he changed like he was like Superman and Clark Kent, the opposite, <laughs> the Black Spider Man. Right, and, and I guess that's what's always been kind of scary about Scream to me versus like, well, I mean, Freddy Krueger and Jason and all them are scary, but they're like these supernatural, you know, almost characters. Like in Scream, it's always just like real people. It's like in Scream 1, it's her boyfriend that's killing everyone and his best friend or whatever. In uh, in Scream 2, it's like one of their one of their friends that's in like their, you know, the group of the six or whatever. Um, and I mean, Scream 3, I guess, is a little off the rails. Scream 4 is like it's Sydney's cousin and like just one of the random like movie nerds, you know. So I guess that's what's just that's what's crazy about Scream. It's like it's these normal people committing these crazy acts.
normal people that when they got that mask on, they are a little tougher than they would be. Yeah. Like I said, the frying pan, they get beat up and again, it keeps going. Yeah. So he's got some type of superpower with that, yeah. with that uh, ghost mask. For ghost sure. Space. Um, and I'll tell you this though, um, looking at screen, exit out of this. And you look at that, um, who played Billy, man, a lot of resemblance to the young looking Johnny Depp. Yeah, for sure. It was like almost like they were brothers or something. I saw that last night. I was like, wow. And that's what they, uh, that was one of the original reasons why, uh, why they cast him, you know? Uh, oh, was it? Yeah. I can see I, that. Talked like him, looked like him. Well, his hair was a lot lighter, obviously. That's the only difference, but they, they don't look like, like they almost look like brothers. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really crazy. And, uh, you know, and Wes Craven, you know, doing Nightmare on Elm Street, like, there was there's all there was always a lot of nods to the old school um to the old school horror movies and especially you know ones that Wes Craven was a part of a lot I mean, of it, like like you know hat, hat tips or whatever like even in uh um I mean just you know Skeet Ulrich looking like Johnny Depp you know getting a very you know similar similar mm-hmm. type of looking guy for that feel but even in uh, in Scream there's uh there's a scene where like the principal he's uh like someone's knocking on his door and all that and they're just kind of like fucking with him and he goes out into the hallway and oh like, Henry Winkler's scream one right yeah. yeah 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 he goes out into the hallway and he's like you little shits like you keep like knocking on his door and then uh, pans over to the janitor and he's dressed in like a Freddy sweater and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like what the fuck do you call me and he's like not you Fred. <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember that line. That not you, Fred, but a Freddie sweater. Yeah, like you remember, like the little striped, like Christmas sweater that like Freddie would wear. Like, yeah, he, he was Freddy Krueger, right? Yeah, he was. But wearing... he had that on like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never noticed. I thought yeah. he had a, like a janitor thing on. I mean, it was super quick. I mean, it's like two seconds. So, I mean, you got. I remember be... him. I remember he said that. Oh, not you. I remember the janitor totally. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't rem- I never looked at his clothes though. I just assumed they had overalls on. Yeah, so he was wearing like a Freddie like sweater and. And you hear him, not you, Fred. <laughs> you think that was on purpose? Oh, for sure. A million percent. Oh, was. I didn't I notice. But you, but you know how you say that you pay attention to certain things? You or someone else could have noticed that the janitor even more. I noticed him, but I didn't notice that what he was wearing. I just noticed that it was a janitor. Yeah. And what he said. Or, or, or he looked over and he said, oh, yeah, not you, Fred. Yeah. Oh, man, I didn't know that. That's cool, man. <laughs> Yeah, so little Easter eggs, you know, like that. Just the Fonz, yeah, the Fonz, Henry Winkler. He played the Fonz, that that actor. Yeah. And he's also in uh, Waterboy. Played yep. the coach, didn't he? Yep, played, played the coach. coach. Yep, another classic movie. <laughs> you know, he, this guy mentioned, uh, oh, he said this guy. Sorry, Miles. <laughs> Gary Oldman, he's talking about. Yeah. I went to Gary Oldman's old neighborhood in London. I was visiting London. Uh-huh. And myself and, uh, and a friend of mine who I was fine with, we um, took, took a trip around the world, literally, to Hong Kong, London, then back to Toronto, Vancouver. Yeah. And um, and then we ended up, I was supposed to stay at my friend's brother's place, and we couldn't find him. So we stayed at a bed and breakfast place. Okay. They said, yeah, you can stay here. We got to know some people that knew these people that the, their, their tenants or their students left for the year. Uh-huh. Or the, the summer. No, we're in January or the semester or whatever, break. They've been, we slid in there for a weekend and um, so yeah, well, he gave us a tour of London. He said, oh, this is Gary Oldman's old building. He used to live here. 
he's a, he's a, he was a couple of years older than me, but I remember he remembered him and stuff. And he lived in that building. I saw the building. Yeah, he lived came out of the projects. There were projects like for, from here, but for there, yeah, they were like that. So Gary Oldman, now he's done a he's like a chameleon. Yeah, he plays that guy on Batman. He plays like a like a business not a businessman. He plays is he the mayor or something in Batman? And he plays and he plays a bad guy too, like in um the um the professional plays the, oh no no he wasn't a bad guy was he he was a agent and then professional you ever see that uh uh I, I yeah I mean might have been a long time ago but I mean I remember, I mean Gary Oldman in True Romance right playing the yeah playing the bad guy there True Romance too right yeah with the the dreads <laughs> oh, yeah that what, is West Craven, though, it's crazy how much he's been linked, you know, I mean, with Friday the 13th, I mean, not Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, obviously, but man, I mean, he, with Scream, it really changed everything around as far as, like, uh, the horror movie genre, because, like, I don't know, it was Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, and then you got the Chuckies and the Halloweens, and, like, Scream just, like, made it seem, like, just way more real. It's like it's almost not even a horror movie to me. It's more of like, more of like a suspense, more of the who. I mean, yeah, like the who done it. I mean, that's like the best way to describe it. It's like it's a it's, it's a cool who done it story. Yeah, because Friday the Thirteenth, you know, you don't know, you know who done it. It's Jason. Yeah. Or Jason is with Jason's mother in the, in the original, right? Yeah. But um, it's always yeah. Freddy Krueger in uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street. It's always Michael Myers and Halloween. But yeah, that's what's crazy is like these these are actual people who are who are ghostface. They're it's regular folks, different. huh? Regular folks, a good good boys, good girls. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Derek. Suspense, suspense thriller. Yeah, there you go. That's a good way of describing it. And, uh, and throw it in the chat. What do you guys think? Okay. At the end of every movie, I always like to ask, is this a movie that you would buy, a movie that you would rent, or would you even watch it again? Is this a movie that you never have to watch again in your life? So throw it in the chat. And then what do you uh, what do you think, Nelson? Um, It's a movie I would rent. Okay. Yeah. So and I would go. watch it again. I'd watch it again. Yeah. But I would watch it. I'd watch it one more time. I wouldn't watch it more. Maybe a third time, but definitely watch it uh, one more time, though. This one's definitely a buy for me. And Derek said it's a buy as well. And uh, I think just having the full, the full scream in the in the collection, because all of them. All of them are good. I, I don't think there's any bad Scream movies. Like that's the that's the cool thing about it. And even for Wes Craven, it was like he was involved in the first four. He directed the first four, and then he passed away um, before they made uh, number five and number six. So he had his hands in everything. Ha! Ricky said, "Waiting is the best movie ever." I love Waiting. Have you seen uh, Have you seen Waiting, Nelson? I've never heard of it. What is it? So it's a movie with Ryan Reynolds, and uh, the, it's pretty much a story about people who work at like an Applebee's. Um, it's it's called Shenanigans, but uh, pretty much that, and just like you know, all the all the shenanigans that the people who work in get in there, 
uh, as well. And uh, <laughs> a lot of nasty stuff from the cooks. And, you know, they just remind us you don't fuck with people who, uh, you know, prepare your food. Is, is, it a, is it a comedy? Yeah, it's a comedy. Waiting. Okay. Is it yeah. on Paramount? Now I got Paramount. I might as well watch some more movies. Yeah, check it. I mean, I'm not. Uh, let's see. Where can you stream waiting? You got me hooked up to all these streams, man. Like, yeah, I got Hulu, I got Paramount now, Peacock. That's always laughing. Miles' name, Peacock. <laughs> I got Peacock now. Watch sports on there now. Well, that's all I got. But you know me, I don't have any of the subs up until I've been doing the reviews with you. Uh, you might be able to watch it on Hulu. I think you might be able to watch it on Hulu. Yeah, I think it says on Hulu and Netflix. Yeah, and it's Ricky says one of Ryan Reynolds' first movies. Yeah, that movie's a classic. Derek, you haven't seen Waiting? Oh, man, you guys got to check this out. Super, super. I heard Ryan Reynolds is from Canada. Is he? I don't know know much about it. I heard that. Is that true? Uh, Not Derek. Who said that? Ricky? I I just, I Googled him and it said Canadian-American actor. There we go. Okay. He's like me. I'm a Canadian-American actor. More of an American actor, though. Yeah. Noble. Say what up, Noble? They can't see you in the frame. Hey, Noble, let's see your face. What up, Noble? What up? <laughs> you know my name, Noble? Yep, you're Nelson. Oh, I love that you know my name. <laughs> the ends got to stick together, Noble Nelson. We were buddies. Careful, bro. All right. So yeah. And we got something that I that we want to. Bo- that we want to show you some Disney, some Disney Lego minifigs. Yeah. Collection is growing. Oh. Yeah, we only need one more. Yeah, this one's from Coco. Yeah. You put that together, or it comes like that. No, you put it together. It's yeah. just a couple pieces. That's cool. Yeah. We only need Tiana. Yep. And at Disneyland, we saw Tiana, and Disneyland was good. <laughs> You're at no, Disneyland. Yeah, we went to Disneyland on uh, on Monday. Noble was hyped. That was three days ago. Heck yeah. All right, Noble. Derek, you definitely got to check out Waiting. It's super, super funny. It's uh, it's Ryan Reynolds and Justin Long. Those are the the two main characters. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a funny cast. Andy Milanakis and... Uh, and uh, and Riff Raff are in it as well. They're like the stoners in the movie. So uh, I'll pretty much wrap things up other than, oh, I want my rating, I guess, for sure? Yeah, let, yeah, let's give ratings. I'll uh, give, for me, I'll give it a B plus. There we go. So this one, I, I think I got to give this one uh, an A minus and uh, really from exceeding expectations and going above and beyond. Um, yeah, I was, I was really impressed and very fun. All right, man. All right. So this one's a good one. This one's a buy for me. Like I said, this one's definitely got to be in the collection. And uh, they carry on the Scream franchise very nice. So for anyone who's a fan of like any of the early Scream movies, I feel like this really does the justice. <sighs> the Friday the 13th and, you know, the, uh, the what's it called? The, um, the Nightmare on Elm Streets, you know, the world. It's like... Once you get a couple movies in, it's like they just go so far off the rails that you might never watch them again. And I feel like this this does a lot better than that. How about that? I mean, yeah, I think there's more depth as far as twists and plot lines and backstory 
um, with with screams. Now that's three of them. Yeah, Derek's the reason why I saw this. He said that he went and saw it in the movie theaters, and I was like, "Oh shit, they got a new scream out, huh?" And um, yeah, I forget whatever whatever happened to where it got brought up. He was like, "Man, it's really good." And then so yeah, Derek's the reason why I saw it as uh, as quick as I did. Once it came out on Paramount, um, yeah, made it a lot easier to access. Did you watch it in the theater? You're saying, or are you watching on Paramount at home? I watched it. Uh, well, I have one of the jailbroken fire sticks, so I watched it on the fire stick at home. Okay. <laughs> but uh, Derek, he watched it in the movie theaters. I don't know if it was like opening weekend, but I know it was pretty early on of when it actually came out. So he was on right. it. Derek's Derek on it. Yeah, he said I watched it. In the Does theater. Derek do um, fantasy football with you? Yep. Yep. Right on. Heck Does yeah. everybody in here do fantasy football? Mostly, yeah. Yeah, you, the girl, oh, the girl does too, but she's on a different league. You said, yeah, you and Ricky, huh? you and you, you and you and Ricky Williams, you guys are like the uh, the ones who haven't uh, who haven't played fantasy football yet. So uh, yeah. Ricky Williams said he's going to get in the league with us this year. So uh, yeah, we might have to get you in the league with us, Nelson. You know, it's funny because I thought about it because when you mentioned it maybe three or four weeks ago, right now I just I just won't have the time to do it. Well, no, and um, well, yeah, right now, uh, I don't know because I got the, the music and the acting and stuff. Yeah, it's. Uh, I it's didn't think it, about it, but uh, if you only play in one league, it doesn't uh, it doesn't take up too much of your time. I mean, we're I'm addicted, and I plan like you know, might be like a hundred, you know, this year that I like playing. But uh, yeah, what what a hundred league? No, uh huh, yeah, hundred leagues. leagues. Yeah, <laughs> how do you get into a hundred leagues? Just uh, having a big community of people who want to keep playing in more and more leagues. That's what it's okay, all about. so uh, okay, how do you get? Let's say you're in one league. What what like how long? What what kind of time does it take up? Well, so you maybe you have like eight eight to ten starters. You have maybe like eight to ten starters. So I mean, throughout the week, you're just making the the decision on who you're going to start and who you're going to sit out of those maybe fourteen or fifteen players that you have. And uh, early in the week, you got to pick up players. Uh, most people are picking up uh, new players weekly. And that maybe takes like 20 or 30. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd say five to 20 minutes. If you're only in one league, you're just looking at a handful of names of guys who did good the week before. Then once you pick your players, does it, is it coincide with the actual league of the NFL? Yeah, everything does. Oh, and that's how you win your points or when you're, games i guess exactly yeah and derek said that's why we're here fantasy football is life <laughs> and uh wow. i mean <laughs> I'm, I'm asking this basic questions i don't really know it's fun it's a numbers thing it gives us uh more of a reason to watch the football games um you know like maybe uh i mean gambling isn't wasn't super accessible to like everybody but fantasy football is like pretty accessible to like everyone. So it's like a lot of people's like form of gambling, you know, you throw 50, a hundred bucks, maybe a couple hundred bucks down and that mm -hmm. covers you for the whole season. And uh, then you're just competing with your friends to see who's better to attend, uh, to, to win this money at the end of the, the end of the league. Oh, okay. All right. 
Hey, hey, what up, Peggy? And he said, uh, are, we buy, are we renting or buying this movie or what? So, yeah, that's what we always ask at the end. And Nelson said it would be a rent for him. Derek said it would be a buy. I said it would be a buy. And uh, What's the Nelson, other option? Uh, or never, or never, you never have to watch it again. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a bad, that's a bad option. The bad option. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely rent it. Rent that. That's rentable. But there's some movies where you like, you could see it once, and whether it's like good or bad, you know, you might be like, I, I just might never watch that movie, you know, again. There's a lot of movies that are like that. Yeah, I well, mostly good ones. I would, but you're right. Not necessarily, I guess. Bogey said, should I watch it on mushrooms? I would not want to watch it on mushrooms because I feel like it would just, it would have my anxiety going crazy. It's a big whodunit. And they're just, uh, I've been calling it the false finishes, you know, where they make us think someone's the killer, but they're really not. And uh, so, yeah, because of that, they keep you on the edge of your seat, like really until the reveal at the end. Like, it's really not clear who's the, uh, who's the killer the entire time. Yeah, Derek said it's the only way to watch football games other than your teams. Yeah, because it gives you some uh, some interest in uh, in some of these players. That's really what it is. Right on, boys. Yeah, and we got to uh, we got to come up with uh, the movie that we're gonna do next uh, next week, week. I think, right? Yeah, and uh, some movies that have been uh, that have been kicked around, uh, dazed and confused. Um, that, that was one that we were thinking about. Um, yeah. What's a movie that you think you'd want to break down? Nelson, is there one from, uh, one that you can think of that? I mean, we like to break down great movies, you know, but we like to, it is fun to break down like bad movies as well, just to like talk some shit about it. Do you want to do new movies or old movies or does it matter? Well, we mostly do old movies. I mean, this is, uh, I I think doing Scream 6 was more of a one-off where we're doing like a brand, brand new movie. Because I definitely have thought of something. I'm going to think off the top of my head, like what right now? Marty said Super Troopers. That's a classic. That's a classic one. And what up, Nick? He said, what up, fellas? About to watch this right now. Great show. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, Scream 6 is uh, a dope Um, Let me think. What's... Oh, Bogey said, I'll never watch the Johnny Depp, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory joint ever again. I, I like the original too much. And uh, yeah, the that, that remake wasn't, it didn't hit home for me. The first one was just too, too good. Mm. Yeah, we could always go back to some Quentin Tarantino movies as well. We broke down... Uh, we broke down Jackie Brown and Pulp Fiction. Could always go back to a Reservoir Dogs or a Kill Bill. Um, Did you do any science fiction? I like to do some type of science fiction type of thing, something that's a little out there. What about like Terminator 2 or Time Cop or something like that? Go back to some classic 90s movies. No, I want to do some. I Honestly, I, I'd like to do something in the early 2000s, something I haven't seen. Okay. Um, some that could be on Paramount or Hulu, maybe. Oh, you know. What? <laughs> okay, here's a movie that Hulu? we talked about recently. Have you seen the Butterfly Effect? Oh, is that the new one that came out? Like won no. all those Oscars? No, no, no. It's not a new one. It came out in 2004. It's uh, it's Ashton Kutcher. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, with him. That's a, that's a good one. I think. I, I yeah, heard. and I mean, I guess I mean definitely like. 
got to be like science fiction because uh yeah it's about him him being able to uh, to go back in time almost and like and and change things like the butterfly effect is what do they say like a butterfly uh flapping their wings all the way across the country like creates like a tsunami or something on the other end or whatever at the other end of the world but that sounds yeah. interesting okay we were, R- ricky just said the butterfly effect broke me what do you mean by that broke him oh, Obviously yeah. him money <laughs> huh? I mean, it was just a really good movie it was broke just that made him cry is that what he means is that what i mean ricky i'm not sure it was uh what do you mean uh, that broke him yeah it was it was a really good movie i don't know what he means by oh, broken. sad like sad yeah that's oh. some sad part for sure thanks Rick. Derek said the butterfly effect was great. Yeah, especially if you've never seen it before. That'd be a good one. To, okay, uh, I'll check it out. We were talking about this a couple days ago as well and uh, said that we, we need to get this uh, involved for the uh, the silver screen breakdown. So, yeah, that's what we'll do next week, next Friday. We will uh, we'll break down the butterfly effect. Okay, I'm down with that. Um, that's a 2004 where, movie, so take is it Is that back. on Hulu? Perfect. Is that on Hulu, you said? or? Uh, not sure. Where this up one, right now? Uh, where this one is at? I'll look it up. I mean, I could if it's on YouTube. I can always rent it. Let's see here. Let's see. Uh, it says it's on Netflix. You mother! <laughs> Netflix has a free trial as well. They all do. I mean, all of these ones are doing free they're trial. Trying, they're trying to suck you in. I just canceled one of them. I don't know what it was. It was um oh Prime. I was on Prime or um Apple TV or something. Okay, yeah, and I mean Amazon Prime. You can pretty much uh, rent all the movies for like a dollar or two. So that's always like a good way to go, as uh, as well. I know you can yeah, always if we, if we pick them streaming. Yeah. Oh, Crispy said Ali. That's a good one. You know, that's one. I saw that in the theater, actually. I've I've only seen that one once, so I don't really remember it too much. I mean, obviously, you remember the Ali story. It wasn't that good, though. I'll tell you right now, it wasn't that good. Yeah, I mean, could have been better. Yeah, it wasn't. I wasn't that impressed. Oh dang, Ricky said I just looked on Netflix. I don't see it there. Huh? Why the hell did they say that it was there then? Hey, did you ever see that that movie that won all those Oscars? Just this year, it was um, was it a Chinese Hong Kong movie or something? Dang it! What was that movie called? That because uh, we uh, we were talking about it during uh, the I mean during our Oscars. the Oscars. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. I'm just looking at the. But oh, it's on YouTube as well. The butterfly effect. There we go. Amazon Prime Video. I just deleted that. Yeah, what the heck was that one called? Oh, everything is everywhere all at once. Yeah, that's the one. There we go. Yeah, that one won a lot of awards. But yeah, so that's what we'll do uh, next week. The Butterfly Effect, really good movie. That's going to be a blast from the past. That that one came out um, almost twenty years ago uh, at this point. And uh, yeah, I was a senior in high school when this came out, and this movie was fucking trippy. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, it may be one of those ones where you may want to watch it uh, twice throughout the week. Because uh, I was going to do that already. There's so much that happens in it. But um, there's a lot of little details. But uh, the story is real intricate. And um, 
Hey, it's on yeah. Tubi, it says too. It's on a lot of stream streams. Yeah. I got Tubi. There we go. Free movies. But it's it's on almost everything here though. Perfect. Okay. There we go. So make sure you guys watch that before next Friday. Make sure you go Boogie, is Boogie in too? <coughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. He had uh he said it's his wife's work schedule on why he couldn't make it today. He had some family and stuff coming into town around this time. But uh yeah, we'll see. And he didn't see it yet, so maybe that's why he didn't want too many spoilers. But uh yeah, okay. Butterfly Effect next week. Make sure you watch it and make sure you go subscribe. Well, it's not on Netflix. Make sure you subscribe on all podcast platforms out there. So that's Apple, that's Spotify. Leave us a five-star review. Got to get more reviews, guys. Help us uh, get five oh, other people. You you uploaded the last show, right? Yeah. Uh, to Spotify and all? Because I, I got to download it. Yep. And uh, we yeah. put it in two parts. So just like this one will be in two parts as well. And uh, we're going to – I want to try to do it. We got to time it just right to where – we do it in increments of like 50 minutes or an hour. So like next time we'll probably do three separate breaks in here. If it's like a three hour show, if we're going on and on about it. But uh, yeah, I think people will, uh, will listen if they look and see it's like less than an hour versus seeing. No, you're right. Yeah. Good they, idea. Some people get scared of a three hour commitment. I think. No doubt. No doubt, man. That's smart. Yeah. That's a good one. Crispy should do jobs sometimes. Yeah, jobs was a good one. The one with Ashton Kutcher. Um, it was uh, that was a good version of it. All right. Okay. Well, I'm gonna bounce. I'm gonna make cook some dinner here. Yeah. Sounds good. About that time. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We'll be back for the wake and bake, and we're starting one of the dynasties tomorrow. So we'll see you guys there, and we'll see you next week. Oh, any also oh, good. I want to cut you off. We'll see you next week for the butterfly effect breakdown. And then the podcast um, podcast versions of all these come out throughout the week. So be on the lookout. And I was just going to say, you can check out my acting on YouTube. Just put my name in. I have a, I do have a channel. Then I got like some commercial montages of my demo reel and a bunch of film montages. They're like a minute each of the demos, maybe three minutes. And then Nelson times, check me out on Instagram. I'll follow you back. If you follow me, there you go. <laughs> and you can subscribe to my channel. I got like maybe 10 subscribers. There we I'm go. I'm growing. Let's get the numbers up. <laughs> IG, my numbers are all right. I'm worth over a G note on there, but there we go. You know, it, it's a struggle, but uh, you know, I'm grinding it out with Alex and the boys and you guys. So this has been fun. We're gonna get a bunch of uh, these episodes in the tank too. I know we're gonna get uh, more followers just for being more active throwing out multiple episodes per month now. Yeah, we're climbing though right now as we speak, so it's good. Heck yeah. All right. Thanks for coming out, guys. Appreciate it. Hell yeah. We'll see you guys tomorrow, and we'll see you next week for the next Silver Screen Breakdowns. Peace out, Pete. Peace. Later.